What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goal Podcast, episode 12. Tom Brady, the best athlete to ever exist, a.k.a. the the Hockey Talkie Podcast. My name is Christian Brady, here with my co-host, Matt Tiart. I had a lot of ways that I could open this up. And you, I think you picked the worst possible. No, one. I like blended like three of them together. No, so anyways, was, I'm gonna sur- save. I have one good one. I'm gonna save it for the next episode. Okay, so it's like Doctor Strange and Endgame, where he's like doing his time thing. He's like, "There's only one chance we win." <laughs> that wasn't. This wasn't it. Yeah, this wasn't it's it. It's like one in five hundred million or something. Uh, like that. Shout out to my listener or our listeners for listening. I pretty much proposed to my academic <laughs> advisor this morning. Emma, if for some reason you're listening to this, which actually is more likely than I think we would assume. She probably is. Um, we love you. Yeah. You're the best. Yeah, you are Matt the best, Matt loves Emma. you a lot, but... <laughs> All right, stop. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> it's already getting weird. Uh, I pretty much confessed to her that I was going to propose to her on my graduation day. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, Matt, tell me a story right before. I, I was laughing, man. That was funny. I mean, I really did. Like, I called him right after I left her office, and I was like, because I've been saying this for a while. Yeah. How long have I been saying this? Yeah. Since I met you? Yeah. He was like, you know how I always tell you I'm going to propose to Emma? He's like, today I like pretty much did it. Yeah. I, I was, was like, like, no, you didn't. He's like, you're lying. So when we got in the studio, I was like, all right, here's here's what happened. It's too long of a story for it to be made up. No. And also, I'm meeting with her on Friday, and he told me to bring it up. So I believe him. See what she says about me. Yeah. Yeah. But- yeah, I mean, it's kind of a joke, but, I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. All right. This is a hockey podcast, yeah. so why don't we start talking Let's about that? Let's get to that. it. We right. had our deadline show on Monday. Today yep. we're going to give quick updates about the rest of the things. Yeah, we didn't post it till Tuesday. Other than the deadline. Yeah, so back-to-back podcast. So we're going to give you some breathing room on that one. Come back next week with updates about how guys are doing at the beginning of their new tenures, I guess you can call it. Yeah, we we called uh, my dad and God. Yeah. My my brother, gosh, he tagged <laughs> us on Twitter and was like, I'm very upset that God wasn't put in your like description of the show. I was just sitting there in disbelief when that happened. I was like, this could not have started any better. Oh, yeah. It was horrible for me. Yeah. I was like, who is this? And my dad, like, three-way called us and was like, he was like, it's God. And a me- <laughs> which is a horrible joke on Ash Wednesday, by the way. <laughs> but what's well, Ash Wednesday today? Yeah, but anyway, yeah. And the my first <laughs> thought that went through my it, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. It's like a really long, awkward pause. And my first thought was, "You're not God or my, oh my father, father or my boss." Yeah, we talk about this like every. But day. I was <laughs> literally on the phone with God and my father, so apparently. <laughs> Bagel Boss is easily our most mentioned meme. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so All right. Congrats, Bagel Boss. You, we have short time because you're going to church today. Yeah, so. I got to go to Ash Wednesday prayer service. So, but yeah, so why don't anyway. we get going? We have injuries. We'll start off with sad stuff as we usually do. Mom, I'll go to church with you this weekend. Toronto <laughs> defenseman Jake Muzzin out four weeks with a broken hand. Uh, this Toronto team is already getting knocked for their lack of defensemen, even just like Lack of capable defensemen and definitely lack of good defensive play. Yep. And now one of their top two defensemen is out. Even after Morgan Riley has been out for a while now. Yeah, and the Panthers are nipping on their heels. Yeah, they uh, two are. Two points and behind. So. Guess who else is now? We're going to talk about it later. The Rangers. 
which is a crazy development. But it all started with them sitting Henrik Lundqvist. We're gonna we're gonna talk. That's a teaser. Interesting story. Yeah. Well, the Rangers are clipping, but the Rangers are in the Metro. They're second to last in the Metro. So the the Metro is yeah, gonna have so five teams in, but they are four points behind the Wild. Right. Card. So say the Panthers pass the Maple Leafs, that would be the only chance of them having to worry about New York. How insane is the Metro right now that? Out of eight teams, seven teams are in contention. It's a joke, I know. That's insane. Yeah, it's a joke. All right. Um, Move That huge loss. Oh, for we sure. We don't have to say much about that, but a guy out with four weeks, and it happens on deadline night. And isn't Morgan Riley not, out too? Yes. That's huge. That could not be any worse timing, especially he just signed a deal on, de- on deadline day, got hurt either the night of or the next night, so they can't trade for a replacement. Let's just and they're without him for four weeks. Let's just throw that in there. He just signed a four-year extension. Yeah, he just signed a four-year extension. Five point six million a year for four years, and you put in here through age thirty-five. So they trust this guy, and now yeah, he's they hurt. do. They like him, and he likes it there, which is why guys sign on deadline day because they want to make sure they're not going to get moved. Yeah, they say, and the team wants to make sure that they're not going to not sign at the end of the year after they decide not to trade them. So it's a mutual thing. You want to lock it up so that both. Sides agree that they're not going to get traded, but they're also not going to go somewhere else at the end of the year. That's why stuff like that happens. So they have this agreement. It's a pretty lucrative deal, if you ask me. For a defenseman to be paid 5.6, that's an elite defenseman, and he gets hurt. They really need him, and they're not going to have him. Yeah, and they're not going to get him back till four weeks. That's the first week of April, which, which is, is the, the last, last week, week of games. Yep. So, th- yeah, Toronto's in trouble. Yeah, they're in real trouble. Uh, all right, go Especially ahead, Especially because they just lost to a Oh, Zamboni driver. Montreal <laughs> defenseman Victor Mete out for the year with a fractured foot. Big loss, but also Claude Julien said it himself like four weeks ago they would need a ridiculous run, unbelievable run, I think you said, to get into the playoffs. It's no secret. And since then they haven't done that. Yeah, they're five points behind the Panthers who are like. Yeah, and they're 4-4-2 four, four, and two in their last ten. Yeah, I think Montreal's done. So they're done. Stick a fork in them. But. Yep. Big loss. I think if it were fractured foot and they were in a different situation, it wouldn't be as long as six weeks now to the end of the season. And if they had a shot at the playoffs, they wouldn't say out for the season. They would say six weeks. Yeah. Like Toronto. But that's just like a logistical thing. Yeah, exactly. If Toronto were done, it would be out for the season. Mm -hmm. All right. This one is huge. The next two are huge. Yeah. Vancouver goalie Jacob Markstrom, who would have been a Vesna finalist, is out three to four weeks with a knee, a knee ailment. Yeah, MRI results haven't come in yet. Right now he's their best player. Yeah, he is. He's the reason they are where they are. They made a lot of moves at the deadline, including securing Louis Domingue, who is a very solid veteran backup goalie and probably will play a lot in the weeks to come. Yeah, that's just an estimate out three to four weeks. That's just their initial guess. They actually don't know what he has. Yeah, and they're second right now in the Pacific, and they're tied in points with the Oilers. The only reason they're second is because they have a game in hand. This is going to get interesting because we talked about, I think every week on this podcast, how tight the Pacific is. They have five teams in 70 points. Yeah. So. And Louis Domingue is no slouch. This isn't a Michael Hutchinson situation where you have to be worried that you're going to lose games because of your goaltender. I, that's why they traded for him. Because of a, yeah, injury. That's why they traded for him. But it is a thing where 
Jacob Markstrom was winning games for he was stealing games for Vancouver. Absolutely. Louis Domingue probably isn't going to steal a game or else he would be a top 15 goaltender. Yeah. So, yeah, they're just going to try to tread water without him. Unfortunately, that's the case. If it is a long term, then that completely changes his mindset and the team's mindset where his load will be managed. Well, maybe not having not played a lot this year. But right now it's just hard to analyze any of this because we don't know what the end game is. Yeah, but trade deadline's over. I mean, there's not much you can do but pick up a guy off the waivers, which talk about crunch time because the Metro, the Pacific, both of those divisions are so tight that I mean, every game going forward is so important. Yeah, playoff hockey starts now legitimately. Yeah. So, I mean, where if you lose 3 out of 4 games, or say you lose 4 out of 7 games, you could be out. And that's what happens in the playoffs. It seems like the the Central Division and the Atlantic Division are kind of like runaways. Like the Bruins... Who's going to win it is pretty much yeah. decided. The Bruins and Tampa a are teams. so far ahead of Toronto that and they the, can afford to drop games. They can afford to rest players. And the Blues and Stars are in basically the same situation. Yeah, and the Avs. Well, the Avs, yeah. Um, because the Preds that, are so far behind. There's nine points behind that. But the Pacific and the Metro are so tight. Like I said, the Metro has seven teams in contention. <laughs> yeah. Out of eight. It's going to get... It's going to get crazy, uh, I and I love it. I can't wait. So, speaking of St. Louis, uh, their all-star defenseman, uh, Jay Bowmeister, out for the season, no surprise. No, it's not a surprise, but it's still, like, hurts it's to It's still sad because yeah. we just talked about you usually say out for the season if you're not even going to make the playoffs. They have a really good chance of making another run to go yeah, back to back. Yeah, going really deep, and I'm sure that's what they're planning on doing. And he's not going to be a part of it, so that's super yeah, sad. Yeah, and that's semantics to go after, like, the words that they use, but they would not say out for the season if they didn't think it, it was true. Which, good for him, right? We don't want to rush him back because yeah. he had a very traumatic, a very serious episode, cardiac mm-hmm. episode. We want him to come back and rest is the only way he's going to do that. Yeah, and for him to be walking is good. You know? Oh, yeah. That's like a, a favorable outcome. I think he's okay. He's doing okay. I think but so we, too. as we said last week, or the we said before, we want him to raise his kids. We want mm-hmm. him to to not put his body on the line so much that he can't be the father he wants to be. Yeah, and this is such uncharted territory. He got a pacemaker put in, which who knows? Like, I I don't obviously I don't know, but I don't think any athletes have pacemakers. I would doubt it. So, well, the stress of the job has yeah. to be. It definitely has to like be accounted for. So yeah. I don't know. I'm obviously I'm not a doctor, and I'm sure doctors have differing opinions on it. But I don't, I don't know how he stands going forward, or where he stands. Well, we wish him the best. Yeah, and we course. want him to come back, but his season's over, and the Blues are going to have to do something without him. I mean, they're first in the Central right now. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not bad, but this is a key piece. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to miss him. So, all right, that's it for injuries. Yeah, to continue with that theme of signing deals on deadline day, Chris Kreider, who was probably one of the main trade rumor subjects. This is actually kind of frustrating. Coming up to the deadline, agreed. He signs a seven-year extension with the Rangers, $6.5 million over seven years, like $6.5 mil per year. That's through his age 36 season. Now, most guys, their career trajectory goes like, Coming to the league at 21, um, three-year entry level, 
three-year holdover deal like kind of what Charlie McAvoy just signed with the Bruins, and then you get your big ticket, 27, 28, 29 years old. That's what Kreider was up for. That's what he got. Nobody's going to say he doesn't deserve it, but it is frustrating to look at a guy who may be wasting away a couple years. With that being said, they are playing well right now. Oh, I'm, it's not frustrating because it does it doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's frustrating because he was the blockbuster trade rumor, mm-hmm. and you guys were in on him. We joined yeah, in on him late. I wanted Colorado to get him just because that would have been and so exciting, and too. they were in on him deep. And then he resigned, so it's like the yeah, biggest build up to nothing. Yeah, but he wants to stay, and good for him for getting what he wants. Yeah, this Rangers team, give them two more years because they're young. I don't, they're give talented. Them, give them another year. They're going to be really good. They are. They are. It's just he's spent so much time there without anything to show for it. To me, it would be weird trying to sign it. He must He must be happy with the direction things are going. Well, absolutely. We talked about who's their head coach? What's his name? David Quinn. David Quinn. If anybody knows how to develop young players mm-hmm. into men, it's him. Like you said, he's like one of the all-time greatest college hockey coaches. Ever. Right, and and he only coached probably not a long time. I'll say that. I don't know how many years it was. But it wasn't like a Jack uh, Parker who's been coaching for 40 years. He coached at BU, won a ton of games in a short amount of time. Yeah. Let's see. Get up. I don't want to know his. Yeah, you're going to see what he's – oh, no, they have a coaching section. So he coached at Northeastern. As an assistant, University of Nebraska, Omaha. What is is blue? What is blue? That's NCAA. So he's only been a head, he was only a head coach at BU since 2013, but obviously he made a huge impact. He made the playoffs every year. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. He was a color. So he was associate at BU, made the playoffs every year he was there. Then went to the Lake Erie Monsters was an assistant coach with Colorado, went back to BU, made the playoff or NCAA tournament every year, and now he's the coach of the Rangers. And their trajectory went from this is going to get really bad to they might be the best team in hockey mm-hmm. within two years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm not, again, I'm not mad that Kreider resigned because it makes perfect sense. I'm mad because I wanted a blockbuster yeah. trade. Yep, I agree with that. Moving on to another younger guy that signed. Jean-Gabriel Pajot, who we talked about a couple of days ago, signs a six-year extension with the Islanders. The Islanders gave up a lot to get him. Yeah. Now we know why, because they had a deal in place. They signed him to a six-year extension the day they signed him. Good for both, I think. We talked about it on Monday. He's a stud player. Uh, I don't think he's reached the potential he can, and he's yeah. 28. Yeah, he's 28, which... He's having a breakout season this year, which would lead. It's weird that he wouldn't wait till free agency. You know what I'm saying? He gets five million a year. If he played every year like he does this year, he'd be an eleven million dollar player, or like he has been this year. Yeah, I, I can see a team risking like a team that really wants to win yeah. risking way more money than five million. Right. A year. Think about the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Minnesota Wild who are going into this offseason with a ton of cap space looking for and goal scorers. Not that many stars. Right. Looking yeah. for someone like Panarin to fill his shoes. And Peugeot is would be on the market. I would see them giving him eight, nine million dollars, expecting almost what he's giving this year. 
but he signs for six years at $5 million. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of money. He's definitely happy with the deal, happy to know that he has a job for the next six years. But the fact is, if he wait another year, say he signed a holdover for one year, played the same way, he'd be getting $11 million. Oh, we're seeing un- uncharted territories when it comes to player contracts. This is yeah. definitely a player's market. Right, and in at the end of 2021, the cash base is going to increase. It increases a little bit at the end of this year, and it's probably going to go up a lot with the CBA. Good for Trotz, though, because if he plays as well as he did this year, next year, they got a this steal. Is a steal, yeah. So, so good for Lamorello and Trotz. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one's kind of exciting. Yeah, so this... Peter Laviolette is going to coach USA at the World Championships this spring. That's the IAHF World Championship Tournament happens during the playoffs yeah, into it's like, after the playoffs. It's like right at the second round yeah. is where it starts. So teams that don't make the playoffs are already knocked out. Like we saw, not last year, the year before we won the Cup, 17, mm-hmm. Ovechkin, we got knocked out in the second round. Ovechkin like took three days off and then went and played it's for Russia. It's very, very common for guys to leave the playoffs and go play. It's this isn't a, any like a slouch tournament where it's just like backups. Oh, basically. it means something. It definitely means something, and guys playing it every year. Uh, important to note, Kuzi's not allowed to play in this one because <laughs> of his coke problem. How many years did he get? Four. Wow. And he got what three games from the NHL? So <laughs> yeah. there's definitely some discrepancies there. <laughs> but anyway, I just want to point it out that he's not allowed to play in this World Championship. But Peter Laviolette obviously will be looking for a job this summer. If he does well there, you have to imagine he gets one. I think he gets one anyways, but this could definitely build his stock. USA. 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 All right. Okay. If now, we win this tournament, you're going to see, I mean, we push for it every day, but you're going to see a huge push of let's put NHL players in the course. Olympics. I think we're going to get that anyways. Because we want that gold medal back. 40-year anniversary of Miracle just happened this past weekend. We want it. Right, and it, there was definitely buzz about it this past yeah. weekend. ESPN actually showed hockey. It was great. Yeah. They showed the movie at 6.30. My roommate was like, shut up, because we watched it the night before. Yeah, we didn't watch the whole thing. But we yeah. watched it on the actual anniversary before the boxing fight that, oh, God. I was so right on. Anyway, yeah, you were. Well, I'll have to have you on Beer Money And you again. let me know about it, too. Oh, I let the world know yeah, about it. People were like... On, tell me on Snapchat, shut up. Yeah, there were people, I put it on my story. There were people eight doors down like, Matt, can you please be quiet? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. If I'm talking, let's we need to build this thing up because I want to win this world championship and I want U.S. players in the Olympics. Me but too. with this coronavirus going on, we might not have the yes. Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics is in Beijing. It could get ugly. Yeah, I don't think... Winter Olympics is a problem. But there talk, there's talks of canceling the Summer Olympics yes, in there Tokyo. Is. There is, and I don't think with this amount of time they'd be able to move it anywhere else. Yeah, that's what um, – shout out to Alex Coe. I had him on Beer Money last week. That's what he saw from several sources is that it's too late to change it, mm-hmm. so it's either we do it or it's canceled. Like, there's no in-between. Yeah. And they're leaning to cancel because there's now, like, 50,000 people in Italy – there's 80,000 people just in Europe. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. The CDC said today, prepare for an outbreak in the United States. It's going to disrupt everyday life. Like that was, the, yeah. 
the thing is, this isn't like Ebola where if you get it, like you're probably gonna die. No, it's like it's basically the flu. Right now, the flu is deadlier than coronavirus. But I mean, this isn't it. No, 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 no. This is the, a hockey podcast. No, I know, but the coronavirus is twenty times deadlier yeah, than okay. the flu. But the flu just kills because, more people. Who just get because it. of the sample size. Mm-hmm. But yes, this is a hockey That's podcast. What I meant to say, yeah. It's just it's important to point out. China was the start of this coronavirus spreading. And their healthcare is awful. And that's where the Winter Olympics is in mm. two years. So, anyway, that was like a weird tangent. But I'm excited for some international hockey is <laughs> yeah, what all too. that boils down to. hopefully it happens. All right, David Ayers. Oh, Yeah, the this goat. is the story you've all been waiting to hear about. February, so, let's tell the story first. James Reimer starts the game for Carolina in Toronto on Tuesday night. Yep. He gets hurt, lower body injury. Of course, they don't tell you. Probably like a hip or knee. No, Tuesday night. What are you talking about? It was Saturday night. Saturday Because we was watched that it. long ago. We watched That's it. right. We did. Saturday night. Wow, that's a while ago. Saturday night, he gets hurt. Reimer gets hurt. Peter Morazic, what are you doing? He comes into the game, goes out past the hash mark along the wall to make a play. Kyle Clifford runs him over. I don't think it was either their fault, but like, I don't know where Morazic thinks he's going. It's not like it was him and Clifford. There were two. He was past the faceoff dot yeah. trying to like field the He was the at puck. the top of the circle. Yeah. There were two Carolina defensemen who were probably going to win the race of the puck, but he decided that he had to do it. He gets run. He gets speared. Obviously, it's a bad situation. Like You don't want to blame the guy for getting a concussion because that's what he got. But what are you doing? But I don't know why he's out there, especially when David Ayers... 42-year-old Zamboni driver is sitting in the locker room ready to get dressed in the event that you get hurt because your other goaltender is already out. Of all the times to do this, it is not now. Anyways, he gets a concussion, forced to come out of the game. They run into the locker room where David Ayers is, who had a seat for the game. As soon as the first goalie gets hurt, they say, come down to the room. Like, don't start getting dressed, but get ready to get dressed. If someone gets hurt, and pretty quickly Morazic gets hurt, and they run in and say, "You're going into the game." So they had to make a jersey right there. Yep. They spelled his name wrong the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can see the paper where like they had to cross out the name. Yeah, where they were doing the nameplate. So gave him number ninety. He goes out there, allows two goals pretty quickly right off the bat, and, and they then were, they were not good because he was nervous, right? And then this actually like made me start tearing up just because it's like so inspirational and the guy gets traded what eric hollow is that who you're oh yeah yeah um right before he goes out for the third he's like nerves are going crazy Mm -hmm. and he said that eric hollow came up to him and was like look we don't care if you allow 10 goals let's just have a good time like we want you to have a good time we'll we'll back you up and he didn't allow a single goal in the third period and his team scored three to win six to three Awesome. Unbelievable story. Yeah. So now, the classy organization as they are, Carolina does everything right. Except for when they do, like, Happy Hockey Day and they don't tag the Capitals, but they tag everybody else. That's good. That's hilarious. That's not classy. (laughs) Classy on Twitter. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Anyway. February 25th in Raleigh, North Carolina is now David Ayers Day. Yeah, you put in the notes. February 25th is now David Ayers in Raleigh. Okay, yeah. I was like, what does that even mean? (laughs) 
Anyway, it's cool because February 25th was yesterday. Yeah. He got to start the storm surge siren. He got to do something. He was like the headliner before the... They sold David Ayer's jerseys, t-shirt jerseys. Yep. He gets some of the royalties. The rest of them go to a kidney foundation of his choice because... He had a kidney transplant. Somewhere like 14 years ago, 12 years ago or something, he had a kidney transplant from his mom. Like he would have died if he didn't get it. And now, which is an even now, it's a great way to honor. Yeah, exactly. Which is just icing on the cake of yeah. this phenomenal story. What, unbelievable story. Oldest player to ever win his debut. First emergency NHL. goalie to ever get, get a win. The, get the win, not to play in a win, but to when the winning goal is scored while he's in net. Yeah, because he came in at four to two, team won six to three. Oh, it's just crazy! Awesome goal, awesome story. Good for him. Yeah. And his wife on Twitter was going crazy. Yeah, she was going crazy. And she now has, like, a bunch of followers, <laughs> yeah. rightfully so. Yeah, her tweet went viral. We're not going to say what it is, yeah. but if you want to look up his wife, go look go, it up. Go ahead. Yeah. She's a good-looking lady. This is, It's just awesome. It's awesome for hockey. Who? Someone on the team, it was Martinook, I think. They Carolina was like, get your David Ayers T-shirts now. And he was like, I'll buy a couple. So... <laughs> The Carolina guys are really just like yeah, amped. they love it. They're amped for him, and they played Dallas during that game. He stuck around to watch the game, and afterwards, Stars players were coming up to him asking for a picture. He there's a picture going around Instagram and Twitter right now of David Ayers in the middle of Tyler Sagan and Joe Pavelski, who are two of the greatest hockey players in the last twenty years. And they come up to him and ask him for a picture. It's just ironic. It's hilarious. That's awesome. For a guy who works on the maintenance staff for a minor league hockey team. And they shit. He walked in. I don't know if you've seen the video. He walked into the locker room after the game. They showered him with, like, waters and beer and stuff. And And then, um, why am I blanking on Rob Brindamore. Mm -hmm. Wow. Said some pretty cool words. Awesome speech by Brindamore. I'll try to remember basically what he said. He was like, because he won the cup in 06. Yeah, he was the captain. Uh, yeah, he was the captain. So his playing career is not far away. Like, it, it just ended. Yeah. He said, having retired from the NHL, there's only a few things. Like, the things that you remember are memories of certain games. Like, you don't remember the losses. You don't remember, like, whatever, being sad about losing in the playoffs. You, you remember, remember, like, key moments. You remember, like, the key moments, like you said. And this is one of them, he said. Tonight, the way that you played for him, appointed David Ayers, and the way that you played for us is something that none of us will ever forget. Yeah. And he's like, this is for you or something. Gave him the and game then he, puck and, and then walked he walked out. off. It was awesome. Yeah. It was like when the building explodes in yeah. the action movie and the, the guy walks away from <laughs> yeah. it. That's what it was. It was an awesome, it was a awesome speech. Yeah. And it, it's easy to go in there and, like, make a joke about it, you know? Like, who would have thought? Their own Zen movie driver beats him. But it was a super historic moment in NHL history. Yeah, people on Twitter are like, like Toronto, You, we said it to start the podcast, Toronto got a bunch of slack for not being aggressive at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. and people were like, well, they're laying down because they just lost to their own backup yeah, or their own right. emergency goalie. That's funny. But at the end of the day, this is going to probably win moment of the year at the NHL Awards. Oh, yeah. This is one of the best things to ever happen to hockey. If David Ayers doesn't win the Hart Trophy, I'm not watching hockey anymore. Agreed. Yeah, they people were saying if he's not a Vesna finalist, like <laughs> they're going to boycott the NHL. 
I mean, he's never lost. No, never. So. Not once. All right. God, I was so scared when he let in those first two goals, though. I was we, like, we, we can't watch We this. turned it on. We were like, we have to watch this third period. The first two goals were so bad. He looked so terrible. Yeah, you get out there and do it. No, I know. I'm saying that. <laughs> and it's actually an interesting point. Like, Ryan Whitney was talking about it on Spit and Checklist. He was like, I was trying to explain to, like, the wives and stuff and people who didn't really understand hockey how it works because it is a complicated process. He said, like, it's better to have a guy who's played the position before than to take a defenseman and stick him in net, which is what you would do for any other sport. Say a catcher gets hurt, you put in your right fielder to catch before you put in David Ayers from the from the balcony. Yeah. But in hockey, it's better to have a guy who's played goalie before because most guys in the NHL have never played goalie in their life, maybe once on the squirt team when you, like, switch off. And even they were playing, like, best squirt team in the country when they were that age. So. They don't. They've never played goalie. It's better to have a guy like David Ayers come play, which is incredible. Yeah. The I don't. I don't know how to describe it. It's like the only situation in sports that's anything like that. And you talked about it before. Goalies are weird. Right. <laughs> it's it, it, weird. such a weird. It's such like a weird position. And so yeah, it is. I completely agree with Whitney. I completely agree with you that you just have to have somebody that's played it before. Yeah, you do. And for Carolina, what are you gonna do? Stick. Justin Falk back there no, give him yeah, pads exactly. like, <laughs> alright <laughs> yeah Whitney said if they put me in there I wouldn't know how to pull in the pads never mind save any of the pots yeah. it's completely true alright uh, this one's kind of sad yeah, Joe Thornton Joe Thornton is upset that he wasn't moved at the deadline we're upset his, yeah we are too everyone is his quote was I wanted a shot yeah it was I wanted a shot I've been chasing the I, I think he said like I've been chasing the damn thing for 22 years yeah which is Completely I, true. I haven't seen or heard the whole quote. It was probably in the context of, like, were you upset to be moved? He's like, yeah, sure, I wanted a shot. Like, I've been chasing that thing for so many years, but how would it be here? I love San Jose. Yeah, I doubt it was like, screw San Jose. Yeah. Why am I here? With that being said, if that's what he said, good for Joe I Thornton. I don't blame him. It's Joe Thornton. You can say whatever you want. He's a f- guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. And that does stink. Especially because he saw one of his best friends, Patrick Marlowe, get moved off for like the same situation. Yeah. To Pittsburgh, he's like, "Why not do that to me too?" I don't know. There are teams who would have given a second round pick for Joe Thorne. I played NHL twenty last night. At a my first game online, I had a four point game with Kovalchuk. Yeah. <laughs> now, anyway, Jumbo is a free agent at the end of this year. Yeah, but didn't he take the first half off? Was that that was no, Justin that was, Williams? Yeah, I thought he took some time off too. He was hurt. He, he missed time for sure. So maybe he'll do that again. He'll just sign. That way he gets to decide, not his general manager. But we've talked about it before, and my dad brought it up when we were at dinner. You might see older guys start to do this. Yeah, take the first half off, come back after the All Star game, right before the trade deadline, sign a league minimum, veteran minimum, get in the system. Get the chemistry right right before the playoffs. Yeah. We might see that. Now, say next year the Rangers are the real deal, and they're at the deadline saying, all right, last piece, let's get a guy who's been around. We have $1.2 million in cap. Yeah. We'll and give him 800000 And Joe Thornton gets off his couch. He says, I've been working out all the whole year. And like, he's yoked. He looks like DK Metcalf yeah, exactly. out there on he's like, He's like, let me play four minutes on the fourth line right wing. And they're like, done. He's like, for $53, I'll do it. 
even though it's not allowed. <laughs> oh my God! I saw a story on Facebook. This is a you said fifty three dollars. It reminded me. I have to say it. Okay. In Ohio, there was this guy who is like on the loose. Ohio police are looking for him. He went into a church and convinced them, convinced him that he was Ed Sheeran, and he performed the shape of you like at a church service and he wanted $35 and a sandwich and the church believed him when the cops asked the church like what how did you not think this was fraud the guy responded I don't know who Ed Sheeran is I thought it was like <laughs> I thought it was an artist that fell on hard times so I believed he wanted $35 and a sandwich it was like a homeless guy oh my god if I'm the police, I'm saying we're not pressing charges, right? Like, I'll give, I myself will give the church the $35 you and say props to this guy. Yeah, he earned it. <laughs> so that'll be Joe Thornton. He's not going to pretend to be anybody, but he'll be like, 35 bucks and a sandwich? I'll yeah, play on the fourth done. line. Done. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> What a story. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So if you have any information about this guy, I guess call the police, but <laughs> I'm, to the I'm not doing it. Okay. All right. Let's, Seattle hockey franchise. Speaking of homeless people, Seattle. They have like, okay, the, sure. they have like the number one homeless population no, in the country. San Francisco. Oh, well, Seattle's up there. Yeah. Anyway, Seattle hockey. Seattle hockey franchise will subsidize public transportation for all fans who display a ticket to or from the game, I think. The details haven't been... So I yeah. saw season ticket holders will definitely get it. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's only on the way to the game. How are you going to get back? And on the way back. That's what I mean. But, oh. I, like, on a Tuesday when they're away, you can't be like, got my ticket. So one of my friend's cousins works in Seattle. He works for Google. Because, mm-hmm. like, Silicon Valley and then, like, Google and Amazon and uh, Boeing, like, all have headquarters out there, right? Yeah, and Starbucks, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. If you work for, like, any of those big corporations, they put in the money so that those employees have public transportation. So it's a theme in Seattle. Yeah, 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 is okay, what I'm saying. that makes sense. So I'm assuming the – but I wonder if the employees get it too is my question. Yeah, I don't know. But the other big question I had, I put it in the notes, do other metropolitan, not the division, mm-hmm. like cities, metropolitan area teams follow suit? Do the Caps do it with the Metro? Do the Islanders and the Rangers do it with the Subway? Does Boston, does Pittsburgh do it with the T? I don't know what Boston's the is called. T. Okay. I mean, it's a fantastic idea. Yeah, it is. Here's the thing. Seattle's doing it because their first year, inaugural season, they're thinking, like, a good way to sell tickets that's completely not involved with the the way that the team's playing is like if you want to come to a game like you can get here for free and then just buy a ticket to get in it's an easy way to sell those other teams that you mentioned really don't have a problem and if they're in a place that has a well-established public transportation thing then they're probably in a big market which probably has a good team you know what i'm saying yeah that makes so they don't really sense. need that the caps like did it for the playoffs just because well qatar did it <laughs> Whatever. I put that in the script because I remember that. Well, I you spelled guitar about. wrong. No, I and then didn't you actually. fixed it. Yeah, I did before. It's fixed now. But Qatar paid like a hundred thousand dollars to open the DC Metro past eleven thirty because it was a late game. Well, is the T in Boston is that 
privately owned or no. is that state funded? State funded. What about the subway? Do you know that? Is that state funded? Subway, I think, is state funded. Okay, but the, could be the Metro's not. It's definitely state funded. Metro's privately owned. Okay. So that makes sense. It's like <laughs> this guy, whoever, whatever corporation owns the Metro, is probably like, you want to pay us $100,000? For, to stay open 30 minutes later? Yes, yeah. we will do that. Yeah, okay. Whereas you have to go through a bunch of red tape for state and federal just, regulations or whatever. I just found it funny that the nation of Qatar decided they wanted to help a train stay open late for a hockey game. I don't... Is that right? Like, yeah, it is. Done I read an research? article. Yes, I did. It said they... Just some, like, garbage about, like, we understand the... Not that this is garbage, but, like, we understand the influence of sports... Uh, bringing people together and we want to make sure that people can get there and get home I don't uh, maybe that you said it's privately owned so maybe the guy had like ties to Qatar or something <laughs> I don't really know but that's definitely true that Qatar paid for it yeah look the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority like WMATA is okay. non-federal tri-jurisdiction government agency so non-federal I don't even know I might, yeah, but it's a government agency. I, dude, I might be wrong, but I what I what I've been told like this is a hockey podcast. Yeah, but we're talking about the Caps here, baby. Talking about the Caps. Where is this? Okay, I could be way off, but I grew up around the area, so it's like that's all. That's what I've heard my entire life. Yeah, to answer your question, I don't think they'll do. It. Okay, and that's what the question was. To go I agree even, with you. The Caps are ever since they won the Cup, they've they been like sold out every game. The Rangers are in Madison Square Garden. Sells out every night. Exactly. The Islanders with Barry Trotz are reaching new levels of ticket sales, and they're back in Nassau, which yeah, is a but huge na- draw. Yeah, and I, I, Nassau doesn't have as many public transportation like places to get there than the city does. Well, when they were in Brooklyn, nobody was going because everybody hated Brooklyn. Right. And now they're so back maybe in Nassau. maybe it would have worked in Brooklyn, but they won't do There's it. their draw. Everybody loves Nassau. It's a experience to go to Nassau. Boston is the best team in the league right now. These teams don't need to do it. Yeah, and what you said has actually changed the way I'm thinking about it. Like, this is even a bigger reason. It's kind of like if everybody's paying for the – if you can get to Google for free in Seattle, but you can't get to the Seattle – I hope it's called the Seattle Dome. That would be cool, but it's not going to be. But if it – that's I just thought of that. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> but it's not going to be no. called that. You can't get to there without – I mean, you have to pay to get there. It makes sense that they would do it because there's already a precedent in Seattle. Yeah. Which there isn't anywhere else, so. Yeah, it's also a way for the city or the state to make money, right? Like the T and the, mm-hmm. and then D.C., whatever aid, government agency that is, for them to make money too. Like, you're not going to spend money to. Yeah. Whereas this, like you said, we, we don't know how they're going to do because it's either this draft is rigged and they have an all-star team, right? Like, that's the argument of how, why Vegas did so well. When you think about it, they weren't they weren't an all star team. They William Carlson was their f- first line centerman, yeah, no. and he had two goals the year before, and then he scores forty. It was lightning in a bottle. It was yeah. chemistry unseen ever before. We don't know how Seattle's. Gonna yeah, be. and it probably won't be to that extent. So it makes perfect sense that they would do this. Do anything, yeah. So that's my two cents. All right, let's go to the standings because you have to go. Yeah, we'll do it real quick. I want to start with the Rangers because everything else is basically the same, at least in the East. But okay. I want to start with the Rangers because it's an interesting thing. Won four in a row. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Yeah, here's the thing. About a week ago now, I think it was. About a week ago. Probably less. Henrik Lundqvist was healthy scratch for the first time 
in his entire career, which means the team decided he would be better off in the press box than on the bench and not playing. Meaning? If their goalie got hurt, they'd rather their backup or third goalie in this situation come in than Henrik Lundqvist. So they're saying retire? Yeah. It is. That's what they're saying. They want him They want him out, basically. Do they and want him out, though? I mean, he brings in so much money so, for that team. They don't need money. We just talked about no, it. No, I know, but I'm, it's like yeah. it's the idea of that. It's yeah, King it Lundqvist. It's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's there, always been their go-to, the but face of the franchise, essentially. He has not played in a while, and they've been great since he was out. Bring him on as a coach. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm just saying, to your point, I don't think they want him out. Right, like they're gonna retire his jersey. Yeah, absolutely, and they don't want to damage the relationship with him, obviously. But it's kind of hard to do if he still thinks he's at the top yeah. of his game, and they're like, "Bro, you're not playing." There are teams who could use him right now. That's true. Well, can we please talk about Robin Lander to Vegas? Yeah, because I don't really think we touched on that a lot. No, we didn't. We just mentioned it. Flurry, not struggling, but definitely not as good as he has been in the last two years. So to bring Laner in is to say, yeah, but they signed the the Vegas kid in my class. We were talking yeah. about it, and he's pumped. He's like, let's re-sign Laner to a long-term contract, and then when Flurry like we use up, we go two goalie system, right? They split time, and then when Flurry's at the end of his contract, like Laner's the man. And I'm like, Laner, Laner's worth eight million dollars a year. He's not. I, I get Vegas probably has the cap. They're not going to spend that much cap because they already gave Flurry a bunch of money. Yeah, they're not going to tie up a lot of their cap in two goals. Definitely not. And also, I might get flamed for this. Probably not. To me, it feels like playing goalie is playing goalie, and you don't have to phase a guy in to like make sure the transition goes well. Because at the end of the day. He's just stopping the puck, you know? It's not like... It's different than, like, he has to have great chemistry yeah, with yeah, his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. I'm just <laughs> agreeing with you that you don't have yeah. to... He doesn't need to know the playbook. Right. He just so stopped the not, puck. You're not going to pay $15 million between two goalies just to, like, have a good backup plan. Yeah. And th- that's not what... I, I don't know Robin Lander personally, but he signed a one-year deal with Chicago... I'm assuming to say, look, I still got it. Yeah, was Last like year a wasn't over. a fluke. Give me $10 million long term. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of guys do that. So it's risk-free for for Vegas to bring him in and say, like, Fleur, you're not the only guy in town now. Before it was Malcolm Subban, who was like, at one point was placed on waivers. Who I love. Yeah, you love him. I don't know why. But at one point was on waivers, and every single team on the waiver wire said, we don't want you. And is now the back of goalie for Vegas. Not, not anymore, anymore. Because they took Robin Lanner. But it is like, it's not like you're losing stuff in Malcolm Subban when you send him down. You get Robin Lanner to say, you, Flurry, you now have a legitimate backup that you have to worry about taking your job. Step it up or he's going to go in. Because if they do put him in, they're not. Right now, they're like essentially the same goalie. Well, Lanner didn't. I mean, they lost in the second round of the playoffs. But. But he was great. He was great. They swept Pittsburgh in the first round. Yeah. I mean, it's now Vegas kind of put it on themselves of we now have a goalie situation. If Laner, we put Laner in a couple games and he plays lights out, who are we going to start in the playoffs? Yeah. Because they are both legitimate starters. There's always one of these going into the playoffs, and the same thing's happening in Pittsburgh. 
Yeah. Where it's like a great team with one. Jari and Murray. Yeah, with one. It's not an issue in in Pittsburgh as much as it is in Vegas where, like, you got to worry about one of them not playing as well. See, in Pittsburgh, it's like both guys are playing well right now. Who do you put in? Well, the issue of Pittsburgh is you have one guy who's an all-star playing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You have another guy who's playing good, not as well as Jari, but he's been there, done that. He's mm-hmm. won two cups. So do you take the good guy who's been there, done that, or you take the great guy who just ride with him? Yeah. Right, so that's a difficult decision. Whereas, it's kind of—I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing in Vegas. But well, before it was, doesn't matter how far he's playing; he has to play. Now it's maybe we have an option. Yeah, but which is always better. Flurry's been there, done that. Yeah, it is. Lana so hasn't. It's going to make a difficult decision. My point is, you don't lose anything by getting Laner in there. Sure, you make a difficult decision for your head coach, but the fact is, they now have a choice where they know that when they go into the playoffs, they can feel good about what they've decided to do, yeah. whereas their hand is forced if Flurry's the only legitimate option. I think the only way it's different is that nobody had ever heard of Trista Jari before this year, <laughs> yeah. whereas Robin Lehner was a, Le- a Vesna finalist yeah, last year. Yeah, that is a good difference, too. Yeah. Like, he's established. Right. So they're, they're comfortable with going with him in the playoffs, whereas are, are, is Pittsburgh comfortable with going with Jari? Because... We talked about it with the Caps. They're definitely not comfortable with Samsonov starting in the playoffs. Right, yeah. But at points during the season, he was better than Holpe. Yeah. So, anyway, back to the standings. Vegas is leading the Pacific, so I think that's a huge grab. They also got Alec Martinez. I think mm-hmm. Vegas is going to win this division. Yeah, and who knows, honestly. they Like, this is the largest lead they've had in a couple weeks, that any team's had in a couple weeks. And it's two points. And it's two points. <laughs> they've, also, they've won six in a row. They look really good. Yeah. They destroyed Tampa the other night. A couple weeks ago, they were not, not even a couple weeks ago, like before last podcast, they were either in the wild card or not in the playoff picture. Yeah. And now they're leading. Oh, I get to see. Because uh, Calgary's at 72 points. That's two points behind Edmonton and Vancouver and four points behind Vegas. Shout out to my dad. He got us tickets to go see the Oilers over spring break. Awesome. Well, he, he had fun. them, but he took them off the marketplace. So I get to sit five rows for McDavid and Drysaddle. You and your dad. Yeah. Cool. My, yeah, that's awesome. You've seen McDavid in person, right? Yeah. The guy. Um, it's his name's Palmer. He's uh-huh. he's the Vegas fan. He went to a Vegas uh, Edmonton game, I guess, last summer, and he was like, between like he's phenomenal on TV. It doesn't even compare. I know. I did this. We both did this last week, where like. We're just pumping up. We just McDavid. drool over McDavid. Yeah, exactly. But there's no way to describe how good he is. There's no comparison in any other sport how apparent it is that he's better. Yeah. Than every like he's a different breed of hockey player than anybody else on the ice, unless he's playing against Crosby, Ovechkin. That's basically it. Those are the only guys in his company, and Ovechkin's in it for completely different reasons. So is really Crosby. People have been throwing this around. He's a glorified grinder. Like, he's the greatest grinder to ever play hockey. Where, like, he just goes in the corner and comes out with the puck every time and then scores, like, a highlight real goal. It irritates me because that, like, I don't like Crosby. I respect him. My respect for him is, like, through the roof. But you're so right. Last Sunday we played the Penguins, and it was him and Haglin against the boards. He got loose from Haglin and then draws a penalty and still makes a play. Like he's mm-hmm. like you said, he's gonna come away with the puck 
And if he doesn't do it cleanly, he's going to draw a penalty because he's just that much better than you. Yeah, and McDavid, obviously, to be where he is, he has to be able to get that puck possession. But his thing is breakaway speed like you've never seen before where he's gone in a second. And if you don't have your eyes on him as a defenseman when he's in his own zone, then he's going to beat you. And it's not only because, we, like you said on Monday, there's a difference between game speed and like just speed. Uh-huh. Not only is he the best in the world at game speed, he's just the best in the world at what he <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah. So we've seen guys like Haglin or Case, right? That's who you were talking it's about, game Kasha, speed? I guess. Kasha, okay. Yeah. We've seen them with game speed, but like they don't finish on breakaways or mm-hmm. they can't like maintain the puck. Yeah, there's a lot of guys with game speed. McDavid's the best in the world. He's the best hockey player in you the world. You can put him into top five in almost every category. It's insane. Yeah. Anyway, so... That does it. We'll end it there. We love McDavid. He's the most fun athlete to watch in the world. Other than Usain Bolt. They're third in the Pacific, but I I mean, oh man. How, how awesome. I kind of want Vancouver to win this division so I can see a Vegas-Edmonton first round. The Battle of Alberta. No, no Vegas. it's not the Battle of Alberta. But, but the, the Flames Alberta are right there, happen. too. If the Flames replace the Canucks, we got a Battle of Alberta. We're going to have goalie fights yeah, every, about this before, every game. Yeah. Um, the Blues pretty much have the Central locked up. The Bruins and the Lightning going at it. Well, the, the Central is closer now than it has been. But I agree with you. I think they win it. Top three, there's no chance that the top three, like, shifts. Like, it's all about it who could wins move it. around, yeah. But... The Blue Stars they're and Avalanche, in. they're, they're in. in. Yeah. Uh, the Agreed. Pacific, we have no clue. The Atlantic is pretty obvious. The Bruins and Lightning are in. And the Maple Leafs Panthers are battling for third. Which stinks because we've talked about the Metros getting five teams in. So, Florida, say Florida finishes one point behind Toronto. They're one point behind Toronto, but they don't make the playoffs. And Toronto's the third seed, not the wild card. Yeah. So, but it's Bruins Lightning, nobody else in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And then the Metro is really scaring me. Yeah, the Metro is super close. I think I pretty much think it's locked up that we're going to be in the top three. But with the Penguins nipping on our heels, I mean, they have lost three in a row, but the Flyers have won four in a row, and they're only one point behind the Penguins. The Flyers are good. Yeah, they're really good. The Islanders are good. The Blue Jackets have had the worst 10-game stretch all season, and they're somehow still in it. Only three points behind the Flyers. Hurricanes are three points behind the Flyers, and the Rangers are five points behind the Islanders. But even then, this is crazy. It's It's so close. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. I guess that's it. Yeah, that's all we got for today. Thanks for listening. Yep. Next week, we're going to update on how each team has done at the deadline, how the players have done. Yeah, we can, like, grade the trades or something. Yeah, we'll do something fun like that. Yeah. But thanks. We'll see you all next week.